Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News, episode 281 on Now You Know. Every week of Tesla Time News is brought to you by our amazing Patreon patrons, and this week is no exception. Help support us bring you independent news every week by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know, and there you'll find some really great perks. This week's show is sponsored by Policy Genius. I get it. I know insurance is not something you look forward to getting. But if someone relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, aging parent, or even a business partner, you need life insurance. And typically life insurance gets more expensive as you age. So it's smart to get a policy sooner rather than later. So that's why we're telling you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an insurance marketplace where in just minutes you can work out how much coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. Before I used Policy Genius, trying to find the best policy was such a pain. I had to call like a dozen insurance companies to get quotes, or I had to go to different websites and fill out individual forms. Or, and let's be honest, if you're like me, you don't do all the hard work that he just said, and you went with the first place that you came across. Right. So either you end up spending days of time and energy. And stress. Right and stress, or you end up with a policy that may be way more expensive than it could be. Let the Policy Genius team handle all the paperwork and scheduling for you. Yeah, Policy Genius's licensed experts will do all the work, and the best part is it's completely free. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by using Policy Genius. They've helped over 30 million people and have earned 4.8 stars on Trustpilot. So help support this show and possibly save $1,300 or more per year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Go to policygenius.com slash now you know. And we're brought to you by bigbattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. Their batteries are easily installed, require zero maintenance, and they're made right here in the U.S. Pick up yours today at bigbattery.com and use the code now you know for 5% off at checkout. So Tesla Insurance is now up and running in Ohio and Arizona. 
Whoa. So Elon wasn't lying when he said Tesla insurance would be rolling out to other states. Now, this insurance is the based on real time driving behavior, which means safety, safety score beta. Right. But as we talked about before, the savings might be worth the fact that you're going to have to drive like a grandma. Yeah, I think it's great that people can save money, especially if they wanted one of the safest cars on the road that they can power renewably. But I'm not sure if everyone is going to be happy with the system. But I mean, let's look at it another way. Many insurance companies have driver monitoring, but it just uses your phone, meaning that you're relying on your phone's accelerometer and GPS to rat on you to the insurance company. Flo, Flo, he's speeding again. Oh, he accelerated in some direction, which I don't know. Raise his premium. Thank you, phone. Were they braking or accelerating or turning? How should I know? I'm a phone. I love the idea of your phone ratting you out. Well, that's the system that insurance companies have come up with. That's the only thing that they can use is your technology that you have in your pocket. Yeah. I mean, a 2021 J.D. Power survey found that 16 percent of U.S. car insurance customers have signed up for a telematics program, which is basically your phone riding on you. And 34 percent say they're willing to try one. The cost savings can be significant. Some insurers offer premium discounts as large as 30 or 40 percent for customers who opt in and drive safely. So how is Tesla's driving system any different? Well, from a driver's point of view, it doesn't ding you for accelerating quickly, um, which I would say is a plus, especially in a Tesla. Um, but it does ding you for forward collision warnings, which a phone can't do. And I would say that the forward collision warnings can be, well, I mean, once my car thought that a mailbox on the other side of the street was a person and thought I was going to hit it. So it gave me a, da -da -da -da. I wasn't going to hit that, but it affected my score for the next week. So that sucked. If I had to pay like an extra 20 bucks that month, I'd be pretty upset. So, I mean, it's better from the perspective of the insurer. So do you think other insurance companies are worried, though? I don't know, because where it is today, I think that it is pretty close to your phone system. If Tesla had been showing any interest in improving the safety score system, it hasn't changed since the day they rolled it out. With all that being said, I think that they still might be able to get more than 16 percent of people to sign up because the cars are already so expensive and people are going to be looking for any way to save money. And the system is slightly better than the phone. Viewers from Arizona and Ohio, let us know. Are you thinking of switching your insurance? I got to be kind of fair here we were trying to get like a 99 safety score to get onto fsd beta if True. you're if you're happy with say a 90 then i think you know because i don't know where tesla's going to rate good and bad and so forth it's but, in the 80 to 90 think like school like where 80 is okay okay and, then i don't think it'll be as hard because we were really trying to get an upper upper score so True. perfect driving every time i think if you're happy with an 85 or a 90 it's going to be fine depends on how many miles you drive yeah it, it could be a good option and look even steven could get in 96. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's, it's just like, are you going to enjoy the way you drive? Right. And speaking of Tesla insurance, Tesla filed for a Tesla trademark in the category of auto equipment a couple weeks ago. The filing says Tesla trademark registration is intended to cover the categories of microphones, headphones, earphones, digital audio players, sound transmitting apparatus, audio speakers, subwoofers, ear pads for headphones, audio interfaces, audio equalizer apparatus, horns for loudspeakers and megaphones. Okay, so does this mean that Tesla is going to sell Tesla branded headphones? I'm no lawyer, but I have trademarked plenty of things. And my understanding from trademark attorneys I've worked with is that you can't place a hold on something. You have to actually be selling that thing. So I don't know. I think it would be cool to brand their car audio systems and then like break into 
DJ PA systems and stuff? I guess. Yo, 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 everybody, check out the Tesla Light Show as we all get down to party. And I mean, Tesla megaphones. Welcome, everybody, to Giga Texas. If you're here to pick up your Cybertruck, you want to be in this line here for Model Y pickups, this line over there, and for the new Tesla headphones, this line over here. I, I do think that Tesla actually has a fairly strong audio brand. I haven't been in a standard range plus uh, and boosted the volume to see what their like standard audio system is. I do have the premium sound system in my car. It's really, really, really good. I know it's really good because yeah. I hear you driving into work every day. Yeah. Well, I just have a question. Could you have a Tesla branded audio system in a BMW? Third party, I suppose. But I do think that like, you know, kind of like the, how Beats by Dre yeah. were like, massively popular, I think you could do the same thing with Tesla headphones. Yeah. So this week, Dan O'Dowd took out a full-page color ad in the New York Times for the Dawn Project, making computers safe for humanity. Aw, oh, that makes me feel better. Dan spent like $200,000 or more of his money because he just wants people to be safe. Uh, not so fast. The ad proclaims, don't be a Tesla crash test dummy, and says the Dawn Project is organizing the opposition to Elon Musk's ill-advised full self-driving robot car experiment. Tesla full self-driving must be removed from our roads until it has 1,000 times fewer critical malfunctions. Okay, so who is Dan O'Dowd? Was he like in the IT crowd? No, Dan O'Dowd. No, he's the CEO of Green Hills Software, which, if you do a little sleuthing, turns out has deals with all 12 of the top 12 global tier one auto suppliers and dozens of automotive brands. In fact, they just put out a press release saying that their software will be used in the 2022 BMW iX. Wait, so am I reading this right? Dan's ad says that the Dawn Project is offering $10,000 to the first person who can name another commercial product from a Fortune 500 company that has a critical malfunction every eight minutes. What the hell is he yeah, saying? Yeah, he lists a bunch of misleading and false statements about Tesla's FSD. Info that he gained, by the way, by analyzing many hours of YouTube videos. Okay. Yeah, he admits that he watched 22 videos. That was his research. I've watched more videos than that. So I'm I'm a bigger expert than this. Of course schlub. you are. I mean, has he tried full self-driving himself? Does he know what that's like? Does he know that there hasn't been even one accident by an FSD beta car so far? Now, the most misleading point to me is that Dan O'Dowd doesn't mention in the ad who he really is. He's a competitor to Tesla. Yeah, the ad talks about the Dawn Project. It doesn't say anything about Green Hill software and the fact that Dan O'Dowd has a financial interest in stopping Tesla. Well, no, um, I mean, a financial interest in, in a way. Um, I have no, as you guys say, I have no financial interest in Tesla. I have no short positions, puts, anything like that. My, my entire financial uh, uh, interest in Tesla is I own three of them. I own three Teslas. I own two Roadsters and a Model S. Um, that there, there's no financial interest. If if people say you know financial interest, it, can you say I'm a competitor? I, I help BMW. I help uh, Daimler, uh, all the big companies. Uh, GM. Uh, we supply software for those people to do it, and that gives it uh, uh, information. But actually, I say, if who better to find out the problems in your product than the competitor? They, they look at things, they, they analyze their competitors' products, they try to figure things out. They tell you the things the salesman doesn't want you to know. I, I don't see why, if you, say any, if you say this person's a competitor, you shouldn't listen to them. 
that's just giving the salesman you know, his, his dream. No one will ever hear about anything negative about the product. Yeah. So I, I think it's completely wrong-headed just even to say that, yeah, sure, we're a competitor in a, in a moderate way. I don't make cars. I don't make self-driving software. I make software that people who make self-driving software use to do mm -hmm. their job. Why don't you just say that, Dan? I'm a competitor and I wish Tesla would stop competing. Yeah, let's call this what it is. This isn't a guy who woke up one day and said, I care about people's safety, so I'm going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to run an ad in the New York Times to warn people. This is a CEO of a software company that has deals with all the major auto companies, and you just heard him say that. They spent money to revamp their website, set up this misleading Dawn project, run ads, and attempt a smear campaign because they are desperate. Elon called him out. Holmar said, it's so weird how the most vocal critics of full self-driving always have huge financial interest in a competing solution, Elon. And Elon said, indeed, Greenhill software is a pile of trash. Linux for the win. And Dan O'Dowd replied to this. He says, when Elon Musk is wrong, he always resorts to insults. Remember the pedo guy? FSD is the worst trash software ever shipped by a respectable company. Oh, he just called Tesla respectable company. <laughs> Greenhill software is the operating system for the B1B nuclear Nuclear bombers, weird flex. F-35 fighter jets in the Boeing 787s. Again, weird flex. Now, wait, uh, the same Boeing 787 that had issues with hacking and major electrical failures. Right. And he's proud of that. Hallmars put out a great blog post about this. We'll post the link below. Bottom line, this is what FUD looks like. This is the face of FUD. This is a FUDster caught in the act. This Dawn project is a front for much of Tesla's competition that knows it can't come out with this crap and put their name on it. So what do they do? They fund crap like this to scare people. Not facts, not reality that Tesla's FSD is going to save human lives, just FUD. The Dawn Project actually lists Tesla Q websites in their fact-checking document. But you know what? This means we're winning. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they get mad at you, this step. And then you win. Do you think they'd be doing this if Tesla wasn't scaring them? And by the way, all this from a guy who claims on his personal website, dandowd.com, your source for software that never fails and can't be hacked. I mean, seriously, and Elon tweeted out, tragic case of ego over ability is much greater than one. Math burn. First of all, couldn't this Dan O'Dowd guy, like, doesn't he have, like, a brother-in-law with a different last name? Doesn't he have any friends who could have been putting out this ad? Like, couldn't he have hit it a little bit better than, I, like, I'm just a guy who cares about things and also has a financial interest in screwing Tesla. Like, why wouldn't you try to hide it? I think he's kind of like Dwight Schrute in The Office, where uh, Jim can convince him to do almost anything. And so BMW and Daimler were like, oh, yeah, Dan, great idea. You go do that Dawn Project thing you've been talking about. I watched 22 videos on YouTube. <laughs> sounds good, Dan. Wow. Oh, Dan, that sounds great. Why don't you, uh, hey, I'll, we'll give you a little bit of money. Why don't you do whatever you're going to do with it? Right. I think that they probably thought that he was going to go to his brother-in-law. And then they're like, ah, oh, Dan. Dan. And look, if you hate Dan as much as we do, hit that like button, let him know. So back in 2019 in Gardena, California, a suburb of L.A., a 27-year-old limousine driver named Kevin George Aziz Riyadh was using his Tesla Model S on autopilot when he ran a red light and crashed into a Honda Civic, 
killing two occupants. Prosecutors have charged the driver with two counts of vehicular manslaughter. According to the Washington Post, this is the first time that a person in the U.S. has been charged with a felony for a fatal car crash involving a widely used, partially automated driving system. Now, look, let's be clear about a few details which the mainstream press don't know much about and don't talk about. First of all, Tesla's autopilot is a driver assist feature. The driver is always responsible at all times for driving the car safely. And number two, back in 2019, when this incident happened, AP did not have the feature of seeing or stopping at red lights. So the fact that the Model S went through a red light is entirely the driver's fault. Kevin George Aziz Riyadh has pled not guilty to the charge and is currently out on bail. And what I hate about this story in the mass media is that it's another one of those Tesla kills people. Right. It was the driver or some other set of factors that killed those people, not autopilot. Right. This would be the same as if he was in cruise control. Right. And drove through red light. It doesn't have the features to stop it. It ha You have to basically check a box saying I will be paying attention the whole time. And if I get into an accident, it is my fault. It's the same thing with full self-driving beta. It's still technically a level two system. Right. Because if I were to you know go out and not pay any attention and get into an accident, it would be my fault. It is ultimately my responsibility to make sure that the car is driving safely because I am still the driver. And you see how simple that was to explain? It only took us about a minute. And that's why we have the Clips channel, because there's a lot of people in your life, I'm sure, that emailed you this story and they're like, see, another example of Tesla's failing. Head on over to the 90 No Clips channel, send them this clip so that you can shut them up. So what's going on, Jesse? With what? Elon raised the price of full self-driving at $12,000, but he didn't raise the price of the full self-driving subscription. And? I mean, Elon said he wanted buying full self-driving to be the best economic choice, and yet, the full self-driving subscription would now appear to be the better option. Well, I mean, this brings up an interesting point. True, full self-driving is not here yet. There are some cool driver assist features, but because you aren't gonna have actual level four, level five full self-driving for at least a year, what does subscribing to full self-driving right now really get you? Right, I mean, uh, you get the chance to be in on the full self-driving beta trial and some other cool features like navigate on autopilot, auto lane change, auto park, summon, and traffic light and stop sign control. Oh, and you uh, get the FSD computer. If your car didn't already have it. And I mean, for some of those things, if you had enhanced autopilot, you would have already had, say, summon and some of the other features. So you might not even need to sign up for FSD to get those features. You, your car might already have them. And I think that this is where Tesla has a bit of a problem. They can't really raise the price of the monthly full self-driving subscription until the features improve and are actually downloadable because I think they are currently at the maximum price point for most consumers. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Other than maybe subscribing for a month to get the FSD computer upgrade if you don't already have it. Which I would argue doesn't really help you. Yeah, but what about resale value? Does it really help you there? I mean, I don't know. I kind of doubt anyone is going to pay for the upgraded computer if all you have to do is subscribe for a month and get the upgraded computer yourself. All right, so then won't the price gap between the monthly subscription fee, and here are the prices, mm -hmm. and the purchase price just keep getting larger as Elon keeps raising the price of FSD from 12000 to 15000 and up? I think it very well could. Here's the thing. <laughs> Unless you want a car that can drive itself and you're willing to pay $12,000 for it, do not buy full self-driving. If you also do not want your car to leave your driveway without you in it, go pick up strangers that you don't know what they're doing in your car, don't buy full self-driving. The, the reason to buy full self-driving is either you wanna get in the car and say, Jeeves, take me to the airport. That's what you're gonna name your car. <laughs> of course. <laughs> or, you're going to have the car go out making you money. Right. And because that is worth the $12,000, because if that could be earning you money month in, month out, 
then buying it is probably going to be the more efficient choice. Neuralink, Elon's brain interface company, is now looking to hire its first clinical trial director. The job description says that the applicant will work closely with some of the most innovative doctors and top engineers, as well as with Neuralink's first clinical trial participants. The clinical trial director will lead and build the team responsible for enabling Neuralink's clinical research activities. So why is this a big deal? Well, remember that Elon said back in 2019 that he hoped to have Neuralink implanted in the first human in 2020. Well, that didn't happen. But now he just told the Wall Street Journal that Neuralink hopes to implant in the first human brain this year. Now, to do that, you have to get the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration's approval. You need to first do a feasibility study and then do a device test. Hiring for this position indicates that Neuralink is, I think, ready for the step. So are people really going to volunteer to be the first to have a chip implanted in their brain? Well, Neuralink has proven that this works in pigs and primates, right? And typically the first people to volunteer for unproven medicines or treatments typically have injuries or neurological disorders and they have no alternatives available. So yes, I do think people sign up for this. There's been lots of experimental drugs that people sign up for because they really have no other choice. And I mean, this could mean that someone could sign up who has like, say, like a spinal cord injury is, you know, paralyzed from uh, possibly even the neck down and could get some degree of motion back in their body. I think this is where the story is going to change. I think up until now, this has been a very scary, like you're going to hook into the, you know, the matrix. And then when we see people actually hopefully helped by this and mm -hmm. can, you know, restore some functions to their brain and their bodies, we're going to be like, oh my God, this is a life changing medical procedure. Right. Because up until this point, it's like monkeys playing pong. Right. And pigs smelling. And it just treats. Yeah. And, and it like, seems like a sci-fi movie. Right. Wow. Yeah. That could be amazing. Yeah. Welcome back to Now You Know's coverage of the Giga Cup, sponsored by the Giga Press. Giga Press, the strongest exercise equipment on the market. Cast your abs in solid aluminum. So 2022 has begun, Bob, and that means we should be seeing these Giga factories crossing the finish line any day now. Absolutely, Bob. And it does seem like Giga Texas is closing in on an upset win by the end of the first quarter. That's right, Bob. Ace drone pilot Jeff Roberts spotted several Model Ys at Giga Texas. These had no license plates, which points to the vehicles being produced in Texas. Now, Bob, these would probably be pre-production made in the factory. Exciting to see such progress from what was a big dirt field less than a year and a half ago. But we can't forget about Giga Berlin, Bob. Tesla's lead commissioner, Elon Musk, will be headed to Grunheide in mid-February, some speculating that that will be the start of production in Germany. If this were a beauty pageant, Bob, Giga Berlin would be the winner with these fantastic murals, but there's no denying it, Bob. Germany has taken what was a seven-month lead and turned it into a photo finish. That's right, Bob. Tesla is still waiting on environmental approvals from the Brandenburg State Environment Ministry. Many fans upset at the refs here for such a sluggish game. But Tesla has been approved for 250 Model Y bodies to be produced for testing. Now, Bob, it looks like we're going to just have to wait and see who starts delivering first. And that will, of course, kick off the postseason for these two factories, Bob, which will have the faster ramp up to half a million Model Ys. Well, Bob, that wraps up our coverage for this week's coverage of the Giga Cup, sponsored by the Giga Press. Giga Press allows you to press over 13 million pounds while weighing less than a million pounds. So much more practical for home gyms, Bob. And speaking of Giga Texas, I'm sorry, I got to get out of character there. There are a couple leaked Cybertruck photos from the Cybertruck Owners Club forum. Yeah, lots of buzz around these photos. I think mainly because we see the wheels under the large plastic seven-spoke wheel covers. Yeah, those spokes correspond to the seven-spoke wheels here, which uh, look very similar to the Model 3 wheels without the aero covers. Yeah, aside from that, I don't think there's too much to be gleaned from these photos that we haven't already seen. But you know what? 
If talking and learning about Cybertruck is your thing, then you should head over to Cybertruck Owners Club, who sponsor us. And by the way, I just heard that they have video of this now, showing the bed as well. So go check that out. So Jesse and our fearless head of product review, Ethan, over on Now Let's Review, our sister YouTube channel, just reviewed another cool-looking e-mobility device. Yeah, the WowGo 2S Pro electric longboard. I think it's Ethan's favorite. Yeah, how can you tell? Uh, Well, he's put over 250 miles on it, on an electric skateboard, um, and I think that if it weren't 10 degrees out right now, he would have ridden it to work. I got to say, I'm really impressed with how far the quality and features on these electric longboards has come in such a short amount of time. Yeah. In what seems like just a couple of years, many of these boards have gotten quite good and the prices have fallen. And that's why we do what we do on Now Let's Review. I mean, we want to keep everyone up on what's available, what's good and what's not in the world of e-mobility. Because if you can replace even some of your normal ice car trips with an e-bike or e-longboard, not only will you have more fun and use your body a bit more, you'll be traveling clean. So go check out a review of the WowGo 2S Pro electric longboard and see why it might be Ethan's favorite so far. Thor Industries, which is the parent company of Airstream and a whole bunch of other brands, just unveiled their new electric Airstream eStream concept. So how can a trailer be electric? I don't get... Wait, oh, what? The trailer itself has a powertrain. Yeah, it looks like not only does it have solar on the roof, but it has an electric powertrain designed by German company ZF. So the trailer can power itself while it's being towed for increased range, and it can be maneuvered at campsites so that you don't have to back it into tight spots. You can just summon it there, kind of like... A Tesla. Yeah, exactly. No details yet about the price, the range, or the delivery dates, but this does look like it could be a game changer in the recreational trailer industry. I mean, this really solves a major range problem. We towed like the smallest uh, trailer you could possibly tow. Um, We did all the way from Massachusetts to Georgia. and um, a snowstorm. Yeah, in the winter. And yeah, I mean, Sparky, which normally has a range of what? 238 30-ish miles was down to about 90 at some points yeah uh, depending on speed cold yeah but yeah having a trailer choose up range and if that trailer could be you know pulling its own weight uh then you really solved that a lot and thor also announced their thor vision vehicle or the tvv motorhome which is also powered by a zf powertrain so this looks really similar to the winnebago erv concept that was just released and we're going to talk about on the patreon bonus stories Both the Thor and the Winnebago are designed on the Ford Transit chassis, but the Thor has a stated range of 300 miles on a single charge versus only 120 miles for the Winnebago. Wait, how was Thor able to get 180 more miles of range using that same chassis? That's what I wondered. And so I did some digging. Thor partnered with Roish to integrate a small hydrogen fuel cell that can provide the TVV's electric motors with power, charge the TVV's batteries, and power the home load of the RV far off the grid, eliminating a different type of range anxiety that a lot of people have um, when you're going out on some adventure with your RV. So they put a fuel cell in it. Yeah. Uh, We're going to discuss this some more on Now You Know Investor Club bonus stories. You can find that over on Patreon because there is a cool investing opportunity possibly here. But yeah, I did want to end and there. I think we should talk more about the fuel cell. Yeah. Now, we've reported on Opibus before. This is the Swedish Kenyan tech startup founded in 2017 and headquartered in Kenya that's working to design and manufacture electric vehicles to transition Africa to a more sustainable transportation system. In December, Opibus partnered with Uber to deploy over 3,000 electric motor 
motorcycles in Africa this year. Yeah, motorcycles were Opibus's first electric offering. Now they just announced this, their own electric transit bus. Their plan is to start mass producing this bus by the end of 2023, using some of the $7.5 million in funding they received last fall. The largest ever, by the way, for any African mobility company. So Opibus plans to make 10 buses this year for testing in Kenya's capital of Nairobi. The bus will use parts from existing buses and is built on Opibus's proprietary modular EV platform. I think that's pretty cool because you get to recycle bus parts. Mm -hmm. You don't have to start everything from scratch, but yet the powertrain and all that will be their own design. And extra important to me is that you're not just replacing like diesel buses you're replacing diesel buses that don't have any emissions control i know right so for those of you who watched our two-part interview with sandy monroe entitled china, china is, coming, is coming you won't be surprised to hear that neo china's ninth largest automaker has just leased over 200,000 square feet of building space in san jose california neo is also advertising for dozens of job positions many of them senior posts uh, five of those positions said responsible for the strategy planning and execution of neo's go-to market for the americas i mean it makes sense neo started in norway last year that's low-hanging fruit because of the massive ev adoption there this year, Neo plans to expand into Sweden, Germany, the Netherlands, and Denmark. My guess is that in 2023, Neo will start delivering cars here in the U.S. Neo plans to be in 25 countries by 2025. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. saw an 83% increase in BEV sales last year, with over 430,000 EVs sold here. And Neo sold over 91,000 EVs in China last year. Funny that they are expanding to the U.S. and Europe when they are still so tiny in China. Yeah, that is weird. And also when I was researching this uh, story, I found out that Tesla is the third largest BEV seller in China uh, right behind BYD and Wuling. Hmm. Oh, that's a good stat to know. But to your point, it is funny that like companies are trying to get into China and Chinese companies are trying to get into Europe and the US. And it's like, I don't know, maybe one of them is wrong to do that. I mean, I'm just thinking about Neo right now. You're already in the biggest car market and it kind of seems like maybe you should just concentrate on that for a bit since you're still like a fledgling company there. Yeah. I mean, why introduce uh, cross Pacific Ocean transportation, which was such a challenge for Tesla. If you're a couple steps behind Tesla, you know, Neo's this funny company. I feel like they came out before Tesla did in China, right? I mean, Tesla hadn't opened its gigafactory in Shanghai yet. Neo was pumping out cars. And I feel like that was a good place for Neo, right? Mm -hmm. You get this Tesla like car before you can get a Tesla. Mm -hmm. But now that Tesla's available in China, I feel like it's just going to hurt Neo because I don't feel like their designs are better than teslas and i i mean yes they have um battery swap technology but i feel like outside of china that might not be that great a thing yeah. uk-based british boat is preparing to build a giga battery factory at a 93 acre site near blythe in northumberland couldn't have been 100 acres <laughs> It's what they had available. 100 acre wood, no. The, the UK government will invest about 100 million pounds to fund this factory, which should start producing EV batteries in 2024. Peter Rolton, British Volt's executive chairman, said the UK automotive industry needs a local source of batteries. Chinese or other Asian imports are not going to be an option. There will be very, very significant shortfalls of batteries. The plant should employ about 3,000 workers when it is at full capacity of 30 gigawatt hours in 2028. UK production of batteries is currently less than two gigawatt hours. And that's kind of the first thing I want to talk about here is 30 gigawatt hours sounds like a lot. But isn't Tesla's Cato Road like pilot plant making 10 gigawatt hours? It 
that's what they said. Like they on were the doing. second floor of a building that <laughs> right. they just threw together. Yeah. I don't know. Not that impressive to me. Rolton says that British Volt has plans to go public with a stock market listing. Rolton also said that British Volt had taken part in a jobs fair in the area, which prompted queues around the block and that some parents even took children out of school to attend. That's what it means for the area, he said. A lot of our British viewers are really super excited about this and other, you know, potential battery factories and car factories opening up in in England. Um, I just want to temper your excitement because we just don't know until these things are actually built if they're going to be real. So Consumer Reports came out with another one of their boneheaded articles. They've essentially structured their test to focus on the one thing GM Super Cruise is good at, and they won't look at the merits of practically any other system because they're so worried that you won't be paying perfect attention when you have a driver assist on. Now, I haven't been paying super close attention to the latest developments of GM and Ford um, that they've been doing with their level two systems because we've been so busy testing out full self-driving beta. And also the last time I tried out Ford's uh, Blue Cruise, it let me drive off the road. Uh, but apparently they've added a new feature. Ooh, does it take highway exits now? Uh, no, it taps the brakes to make sure you're paying attention. What? Ford's Blue Cruise will brake check you? Yes. Isn't that great? Whoa, whoa, so hang, you, whoa, whoa, hang on. I'm driving along in a Ford. It thinks I'm not paying attention. And so it does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll brake check you. And I guess the guy behind you, too. Well, it, um, yeah, isn't the guy Autonomously, behind? but it'll do it without you, without you uh, hang, doing anything. Hang on, it. hang on. Okay, <laughs> let me just get this straight. Yep. Up until now, to alert the driver, you either get a visual warning mm -hmm. or an audible warning or both. Some uh, manufacturers put little uh, seat vibrators okay that's fine i guess maybe but <laughs> but, but if you get brake checked isn't your first reaction going to be Whoa! uh yeah also uh what about uh like icy conditions and stuff like that like, yeah maybe you shouldn't have level two on but like no that's maybe... a really no that's a really good point uh for those of you ford engineers out there who may be driving on icy roads if you hit the brakes at the wrong time you can just put your car into a spin Right. Now, I don't know how heavy this uh, this tap of the brakes is. Um, I don't know why. Like how, how, Consumer reports. Why do you think this is a good idea? But everything Tesla does, you just it's on like, it. Oh, it's so terrible. You could cover yeah. the camera. Okay. It will, you know, make sure that your hands are on the steering wheel. And then it's like, it, it, won't, it won't look at you and make sure that you're paying close attention to the road. I just think that this is so stupid and backwards no you we know are, this we is already yeah this is corruption yeah. we've already reported on what consumer reports really is you can go check out that patreon bonus story where we did the research to show you that it's funded by gm and ford basically right. so we all know why they're doing this it's now blatantly apparent why you're doing this and quite frankly i can't see why anyone would subscribe to consumer reports anymore when you know you're getting a biased opinion and it's so stupid because they are so focused on is the car paying super close attention? They don't care about how it drives, right. which it doesn't drive that great um, compared to like autopilot on the highway, which has been arguably fantastic since like 2016. Yeah, the day when we started it. testing full. So, uh, oh, consumer reports. It's it's really real. It's getting just super, super obvious at this point. Yeah. The Nippon Foundation, which is part of Mitsubishi's Heavy Industries Group, just announced the successful completion of a demonstration test of the world's first fully autonomous ship navigation system on a large car ferry conducted on the Ayunata Sea from Sinmoji, Kitakayushu City on January 17th. I mean, this sounds kind of like an asterisk kind of world first, like world's first autonomous ship. Asterisk with a blue painted stripe to travel on a Tuesday while the captain played Candy Crush from this port to that port. 
Yeah, good point. I mean, with so many firsts in autonomy happening, many want to claim being first, but let's look at what they did. This 222 meter car ferry unberthed, navigated at high speed up to 26 knots for its 240 kilometer route, uh, turned, reversed, and then berthed again, all autonomously. Now, we should point out that this is not an electric ship, but this does demonstrate that autonomous technology is being developed in every sector of transportation. So let's go to our Into the Future segment sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. My Henson razor has been going strong for months and I haven't spent a dime on blades. You can get 100 free blades if you pick up a razor at HensonShaving.com and use the code now you know at checkout. All right. I mean, when you're talking about autonomous vehicles, you've got your autonomous cars. You've got your autonomous electric VTOLs, your ships that we talked about. Heck, you've even got your autonomous rockets. And I guess that's why a couple former SpaceX engineers said, hey, if we can do this, we should be able to do this. So autonomous trains, autonomous electric trains. Yes. Don't go left. No, I can't go left. Never mind. (laughs) Parallel Systems was co-founded by former SpaceX engineer Matt Suley, who worked at SpaceX for 13 years. So why have we not heard about them before? Well, Parallel Systems just came out of... A parallel universe where trains run autonomously. No, no. They just came out of stealth mode. Matt and two other former SpaceX employees formed Parallel Systems in 2019, and they just raised a Series A funding of $50 million. I got it. Parallel Systems because it's on rails. You got it. Very clever. So what makes these electric trains so special? So each autonomous train vehicle can carry 128,000 pounds, which is more than twice the capacity of a semi-truck. The vehicles have a range of 500 miles and can charge in about an hour. So according to CEO Matt Suley, freight trains are a lot more energy efficient than trucking. Moving one unit of freight by train takes one quarter the energy required to move it by truck. He said, but because of how rail is architected, it has its operational and economic limits. But if you can break through those barriers and allow rail to serve more of these markets, That's the opportunity. As we discuss a lot on this channel, transportation accounts for 29% of the total greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S., according to the latest data from the EPA. 25% of that comes from medium and heavy trucking. Parallel Systems is based in L.A., and currently they are testing a prototype on 50 miles of track. What's interesting to me is how Matt founded the company. He had just left SpaceX and was sitting in a coffee shop waiting for a friend. He was watching a YouTube video, and the algorithm offered him a video on freight trains. He watched that, and that got him thinking. A few months later, the company was born. So you could say that uh, YouTube helped found the company. (laughs) Right now, they have about 25 engineers from Google, Tesla, and Uber working on this. Now, the idea is to platoon 10 to 50 self-powered freight cars. Long trains require very big terminals. But by having smaller trains, loading and offloading becomes much easier to locate, especially in urban areas. And because the trains use 25% as much energy as trucks, the batteries can be much smaller and charge times can be much faster. Really interesting that we're taking a 100-year-old plus technology Mm -hmm. and updating it to the modern era. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and that these engineers, because they've been thinking first principles for years at SpaceX, are like, oh, I can apply this to anything. All right, it's time for Going Green, sponsored by EcoWare. And uh, you can pick up some new designs. Look at this new subtle FSD design. Yeah. Uh, We've also got cool bumper stickers. A lot of you have been excited about our new bumper stickers to let other drivers know that, hey, my car is driving itself right now. So head on over to EcoWare where we offset the production, the shipping, and the life cycle of your product. And then we plant trees to make sure that your product is carbon negative. So the Australian Trucking Association has just teamed up with the Electric Vehicle Council to promote electric trucks. 
So is the ATA some kind of hippy-dippy organization? No, they represent over 200,000 Australian truckers. And so why are they promoting electric trucks? Because of the AdBlue shortage. The what now? (laughs) Diesel engines are extremely polluting, right? Yeah. So one way to cut down on diesel emissions is to have a separate tank on a diesel truck where you pour in diesel exhaust fluid, trade name AdBlue. This fluid is a mixture of water and urea. Urine? No. Urea, which is found in urine. It's where it gets its name. But anyway, it reacts with the nitrous oxides, which are harmful pollutants, to form a nitrogen gas, water vapor, and CO2. Which is good? Well, unless you have a massive shortage of it, which is where our Australian truckers find themselves today. It means they can't legally drive their trucks. So now they want to switch to EV trucks? Right. And they have a bunch of changes that they'd like the government to make to help them achieve reaching 100% EV sales by 2040. Wow. So... It's all because the fossil fuel industry has such a crappy product that you need to make a second product. And then they ran out of that product and and they're going, oh, my gosh, we're so reliant. You know why they ran out of that product? That product is made in China and Chinese need that product because that's also used in fertilizer and they want to fertilize their own plants. They don't want to sell that to other places. Now, but if you can get it from urine. Why not just pee in your truck? Is that (laughs) just I'm just saying. I don't know. Are you taking the piss, man? (laughs) All right, it's time for sunspots. The New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, or NISRDA, announced that it has finalized contracts with BP and Equinor for the Empire Wind 2 and Beacon Wind 1 offshore wind farms. These wind farms would produce 2.5 gigawatts of electricity. That's enough to power 2 million homes in the Empire State. The project should generate electricity that costs about eight cents per kilowatt hour. Now, if you look it up right now, New York residents pay on average 20.7 cents per kilowatt hour. Just to put this all into perspective, many viewers have pointed out to me that Scotland has announced 40 gigawatts of offshore wind to be installed. It's pretty good for a country with a population of about a quarter of New York state. But Scotland has way more coast than New York. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, New York barely touches the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, but then they have Long Island, which covers almost all of Connecticut. (laughs) Yeah, New York either has 127 miles or 2,625 miles if you count Long Island. Yeah, it depends on the measuring stick. Coastlines are weird. You can dive into that. That's a whole thing. And uh, yeah, Connecticut really got screwed out of... uh out of water because Long Island is there. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, you know, Connecticut gets Long Island Sound, which is great for fishing. But uh, yeah, you can't really well, put... Only half of it. Right. And you can't put wind there because it's blocked by Long Island. Right. So yeah, poor Connecticut. Poor Connecticut. you have to buy it from New York. Hey, if you live in Connecticut and you can't get your own offshore wind, uh, but you'd like to do something renewable, call our friends at Energy Pal. They'll help give you all the answers about going solar and batteries for less. Doesn't just have to be Connecticut. It can be anywhere. Right. Link is down below. Tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right. It's time for our video contributor stories. Don't forget to send your stories into hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Two minutes or less. No music. Good audio. Shoot them in landscape or Jesse gets mad. What do we got this week? We've got our buddy James. He's showing us his home-built electric go-kart. Hi, Zach and Jesse. This is James from Colorado showing you an electric go-kart that I built over the summer. So as you can see here in the back, we have Google Valley that leads into this uh, 1,000 watt motor. And then we're going to show you the quick speed, speed test. Um, and as we step on the, uh, as we step on the accelerator, I'm gonna blow it away. Not highway approved. Now you know. 
yes oh yeah <laughs> not highly approved that's fantastic I want to see that go-kart in action, James. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. we got a couple Investor Club bonus stories this week. And we got stories about the new Winnebago ERV. Um, we're talking about Model X. And two all-electric boats. You can check out all that and more over on patreon.com slash now you know. You can sign up for as little as a buck a month and you get access to all of the Patreon bonus stories. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. We had a good one in there. We talked about something that uh, we might actually work on with our patrons. Future project. Cool. All right. Yep. Who do we got for Patreon shout outs this week? We've got Jukari, Sam Williams, Papermatic, Hassam Razak, Scott, Kevin Sweeney, Stan, Tony Reeve, David Lewis, Jeremiah Davis, Bobby Takito, Douglas Mark, Christopher Williams, Banks Edwards, William Iwanski, Benjamin Redlinski, Storter, Slayerama, Kyle H., Michael J. Green, Keith Helinski, Austin Butler, B. Green, and Gregory Coughlin. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, it's time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. And Homar said, hey, Elon, when's Giga Texas opening? Also, can you send me 10.9? Elon says, 10.9 going out later this week. And then six hours later, it came out. Wow. So he was uh, early for a change. Shibatoshi Nakamoto said, I don't understand why people still have meltdowns about Dogecoin's origin as a joke. Something can be a joke and still be useful. Elon said the most entertaining outcome is the most likely. Now, join us on Now You Know's Investor Club, where Jesse and I are going to show you step by step how we are buying Doge and how we are going to use it to buy an item on Tesla.com and then give it away to one lucky Investor Club member. Tesla Silicon Valley Club tweeted out comparing valuations, Tesla at 1.1 trillion, and then add up all those other car companies and they come out less. Elon says pretty wild. Drive Tesla said Elon Musk to be transported in Tesla Model Y made at Giga Berlin when he visits Germany, hopefully later this week. Elon says, I obviously can't comment on every rumor, but this isn't true. I am headed to Berlin in mid-February, not this week, as we reported earlier in the show. Pernay said, here's a fun fact. Elon and Mel Brooks are born on the same day. Mel Brooks directed Spaceballs. Elon Musk is making Spaceballs a reality. Simulation is lit. Elon says, cool. We're both born 69 days after 420. Ha ha. Sawyer Merritt says, going forward, I won't be posting any reported travel plans for Elon. I would encourage others to do so, too. I'm sure Elon doesn't want that stuff reported. And at the end of the day, we want to keep Elon and his family safe. This is why I deleted that post two days ago. Elon says, yeah, unfortunately, this is becoming a security issue. Tesla of Silicon Valley says, full self-driving beta, pure vision sees everything. Elon says, spatial and temporal memory are improving, so there will be less flicker. Shibatoshi Nakamoto says, breaking news, this is clickbait. Elon says, honestly, I would have clicked it. Holmar says, all Tesla has to do is make their self-driving software work better and they can launch a ubiquitous robo-taxi network overnight. And they're making it a lot better. Elon said, yep. Tesla Raj says, full self-driving is now $12,000. Subscription model sounds like a much easier pill to swallow. Elon said, people do not yet understand how valuable an autonomous vehicle will be. That's an understatement. Yep. Massimo said, unlike other mammals, camels' red blood cells are oval. This makes them better at withstanding high osmotic variation without rupturing when drinking large amounts of water. A 600-kilogram camel can drink 200 liters of water in three minutes. Elon says, I see where Frank Herbert got some of his ideas. Of We're talking about Dune. Dune. Pernay said, Giga Austin is looking lit. Elon said, I was just there. Good progress. Pernay, you're using lit a lot. Elon tweeted out this picture of Falcon 9 flying in front of the moon. He said, back to the moon soon. Nice. Elon said, hey, Elon, although in Europe FSD is not available, it would be very interesting if we could practice. Do you agree? Tesla Club San Diego said, I think everyone with basic autopilot should be able to see safety score, promote safe driving. Elon says, okay. 
And let me just tell you, Alon, you're, you're not, you're you're not, not going to enjoy anything. It. No. Gary Mark tweeted out this meme. It's true. I do think a lot about rocket engine chamber pressure. Elon tweeted out this video and said, Franks and beans. So he is 12. Elon also tweeted out this meme from Interstellar. Again, proving he's 12. Uh, Black Model 3 said, hey, Elon, can we get the air suspension in the Model S and X to automatically raise quickly if the car detects a dip in the road ahead and then remember the location for next time would be an awesome feature to have. Elon said, yeah. Wait, so really? Sure, why not? Because uh, it's a pump and it takes a while to pump air. Like, you can't just immediately raise your car. That's Can why it? they need an accumulator. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> right. I'm down. Great? Donnie Orr says, Tesla is a collection of a lot of startups, all of which are very successful in their setup and grow in a parallel speed. Tesla is a lot bigger than you think. That is, wow. That is a great graph there. Yeah. You know, it says most people have no idea. And he's They're just like, it's a car company. <laughs> Massimo said this clip in 2020 is a brilliant example of how play is totally shared by great apes and humans. Not only gorillas and other primates play, but they do it just like us. Elon says baby X is just like this. Ha <laughs> ha. And then Guy Tweet Haver said literally 15 years ago on The Simpsons, uh, there was Tom Hanks character saying, hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost his credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. And Elon said, what? What the fuck? Because uh, Tom Hanks is doing that. <laughs> doing that now? Interesting. Reuters says Tonga likely to spend a month without internet cable. Elon says, could people from Tonga let us know if it is important for SpaceX to send over Starlink terminals? And then someone from Tonga said yes. And Elon said, this is a hard thing for us to do right now as we don't have enough satellites with laser links and there are already geosats that serve the Tonga region. That is why I'm asking for clear confirmation. So I guess maybe they'll be doing it. Maybe. And then Elon finds NFT profile pictures annoying. And Elon tweeted out, Tesla AI might play a role in artificial general intelligence, given that it trains against the outside world, especially with the advent of Optimus. And then Stephen Mark Ryan said, obviously, glad the foundational seeds of AGI are in the hands of a benevolent company led by someone who is aware of and extremely cautious about AGI gone awry. Try not to summon the demon, Elon. Elon says, we'll do our best. Decentralized control of the robots will be critical. Uh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> All right, so we had a poll this week. What was it about? It was about the e-stream concept, um, which is a, like an airstream, but if it was electric. Oh, yeah. So what did people say? Um, very popular uh, of, a, of a concept. Most people aren't, you know, in the realm of going to be buying an airstream. It's got to be expensive, yeah. An expensive one. Um, but yeah, I think most people were pretty uh, excited about it. Especially to rent one. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. Remember, you can send in your pictures and thoughts to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Scott sent us this picture of an R1T he saw in California near the Castro District in San Francisco. Looks good in that uh, creamy white color there. Mm -hmm. York sent us this video of our custom light show that we made for you. If you don't know what we're talking about, we did a whole video in depth about it a couple weeks ago. You can go to EcoWare and pay what you want for this light show and song. The proceeds all go to Now We Act, which is our nonprofit that we established and will be launching really soon. Thank you, York, for sending us this video of your light show in the snow. Marcel sent us this photo of a Model 3 in The Hague in the Netherlands with a really cool matte wrap. I think it looks great. Yeah. Mark sent us this photo of a custom Model 3. What is this? Uh, that's that's Charizard. What's Charizard? The Pokemon. See, if, if only you'd let me play Pokemon as a kid, you would have understood what that was. Joel wrote to us and said, I'm at a metal recycling place in Oakland, California. I look to my left and see what looks to be rejected Tesla castings to be recycled. Imagine my surprise. Wow. So I guess they're getting recycled. I yeah. mean, they're aluminum. Of course you would. Yeah. 
Oliver in the UK wrote in to say that he just got a text from Tesla that the Model Y he ordered in November should be on its way in February. This will be one of the first in the UK, we believe. Woohoo! Sean writes in from Utah where he tells us that Utah legislature is considering a bill that would tax EVs one cent per mile. For Sean, that would cost him an extra $200 to $250 per month. Sean also tells us that in Utah, they have really bad air pollution in the winter due to the inversion, and this can take two years off the lifespan of an average Utahan who lives in the Wasatch Front. He asks, what can citizens do to get involved in stopping these bills? Well, Utahns, what the f***? Are you going to stand for this? I looked it up. There is a change.org petition with 18 signatures on it. Let's see if we can get it up to like a thousand, shall we? Link is down below. And Bernie, no, not that Bernie, Bernie, our viewer from Florida, sent in this petition. He's asking all Floridians to sign to stop Senate Bill 1024 and House Bill 741 from becoming law. These bills target net metering and would mean a massive hit for rooftop solar in the Sunshine State. So please, Floridians, go to this link and sign the petition. Sculptors Kevin and Michelle Stone in Chilliwack, British Columbia and Canada got a call from Danny Wang in California one day. Danny wanted a six foot high aluminum sculpture of Elon's head to go atop a giant goat body. Why? <laughs> because of the Elon goat coin, of course. Oh, for this giant Elon goat coin thing will be going on a four month t- publicity tour before ending up at Giga Texas, where it will be given to Elon. Thank you to our viewers who sent us this story. <laughs> It's going to give it to... Oh, thanks. Here's your your goat coins. Craig sent us this picture of a turquoise Model X in Fort Collins, Colorado. And it is now time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what's out there in the world. Hi, this is Greg. I'm at Carlsbad, California at the Outlet Mall. Uh, I just had breakfast and I was walking uh, and I walked by and noticed that they were doing some construction here and building some superchargers. So considering the location, I'd probably give this uh, this one a 10 out of 10 in all honesty. So uh, look for, looking forward to the actual superchargers working, but now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse, this is Tom in Brewer, Maine at a eight stall, 150 kilowatt supercharger. It's in the parking lot of an a Ruby Tuesday and over across the road is a Walmart if you want to walk over there it's right off of Interstate 395 and just right next to Bangor, Maine I'd rate this a 7 out of 10 now you know Hey, Zach and Jesse, it's Pete and Tom, father and son team. We are on a cross-country voyage from New Jersey to Monterey Bay, California. Uh, And uh, we're going to be hitting some supercharging stations along the way. This one is in Bloomsburg, PA. Bloomsburg? Bloomsburg, yes. It's an eight-stall, as you can see. we got our Model 3 parked there. Uh, We've got, let me see, what's around here? We've got a car wash, very important. Uh, we've got a gas station, not very important, uh, but there's there's some community you can buy whatever you want in there, and Coke or whatever, uh, and uh, Ruby Tuesdays, wherever there's a, a Kentucky Fried and a Wendy's, uh, and uh, and a Cracker Barrel. If you've never been, it's wonderful. Um, anyway, uh, this uh, this station, due to the uh, relatively nearby amenities and the fact that it's the only one in this area of Pennsylvania, we'd have to give this a six out of ten, right? Yeah. All right, a six out of ten. Um, we, we're, we're gonna discount like four points for the view because we know we're going to be hitting charging stations later they're going to be like gorgeous anyway uh now you know thanks a lot bye welcome to the bemidji minnesota supercharger this is the farthest north supercharger in the state and it's located near the headwaters of the mighty mississippi river and it's the closest supercharger to the voyagers national park 
It's located at a convenience store and gas station. The convenience store is part of a full-service grocery store that includes pharmacy and a great deli. There's nearby shopping and restaurants and the Bemidji International Airport. It's easy on and easy off of US Highways 2 and 71. Because of all the amenities and the great location, I give this a 9 out of 10. And now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. Uh, we can't be, you know, we have to write the news. Yeah. So we do rely on you guys to go out and find all the new Superchargers in the world. Give them a review. You can be a little bit more harsh, guys. Yeah. You can. Five is okay. Right. Right. Eight is like amazing. You're like, right. oh, my gosh, there's a spa and it's a beautiful view. A 10 a 10 should be like, I want to go back there someday. Right. That's a three is like, it's kind of, it's kind of crappy. Right. Kind of crappy. Right. A one is like, don't even bother. Right. I Treadmill would be better to try and charge up your car. Don't even bother. Right. Big wide range of scores here. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the new superchargers in the world. We've got number eight in the UAE is a four stall in Dubai at the Mall of the Emirates. They have eight. That's amazing. Number 59 in Sweden is the 20 stall in Soderholm, Sweden. Number 44 in Japan is the 4 stall. Of course, we don't know the charging speed in Kochi, Japan. Number 87 in the UK is the 12 stall in Dartford in UK. Number 66 in Texas is the 12 stall in Austin at Weberville Road in Texas. That's going to be busy. Number 26 in Arizona is the 14 stall in Kingman, Route 66, Arizona. Number 22 in Oregon and 1,260 in the United States. Number 3,235 in the world is the 8 stall at Troutdale, Oregon. Nice. All right. It's time for our Patreon giveaway. And to get into this big barrel of fun, you know what to do. Head on over to Patreon. Join us there for as little as a buck a month. You can get all those stories and be entered to win the contest. You're going to win a $30 gift card. You can pick out whatever you want. Maybe one of these new, really cool, subtle t-shirts. Who's our winner this week? The winner is Travelin' Mo. Travelin' Mo. You just won. Congratulations. Thank you for being our patron. And head on over to EcoWare. we got all sorts of cool stuff out there. Uh, all sorts of gift ideas. Things that you wouldn't have thought you would have at a store. Right. And everything is carbon neutral and then carbon negative because we help cap wells. We uh, plant trees. So we make sure that you have something fun to talk about, something fun to enjoy, and is carbon negative. And you made it to the end of the show. I really appreciate you watching all the way to the end. You know, we talked about a little something on the Patreon bonus stories today. So, I mean, I really think you should join us here what we talked about because you might be one of those people that could help us with this. Mm. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a thing that Jesse and I were just talking about on, like, I think we came up with the idea on the show to do it. Yep. So you and can watch our ideas kind of unfold and maybe part of it. Like, it'd be fun to work with you guys. I love actually when we get to meet you guys in the community yep. and this would be one of those fun ones that we could do with you so if you're intrigued head on over to patreon.com this is how you can help support the show look for as little as a buck a month you're not going to even feel it you're going to get all this extra content all this extra cool news and information that we can't fit into the regular show that's all over there plus there's all these awesome perks i mean you can get mugs you can get our uh, investor club bonus stories all this cool stuff if you go over there you'll find it all and you'll see this whole cool community so go check it out maybe ask one of your friends or your significant other to give it to you as a little gift. Oh, that's a good idea. You, you say, can I have $12 for the year? Right. <laughs> that will be my little birthday present or something. Yeah. Something to think about. And, and then you consider. have something every week to look forward to. Exactly. And if you're like, well, I don't know if I can trust these guys because uh, do they really deliver? Well, look, it's show number 281 in a row. Yeah. So you can go back and check. Go back and check. Count them all. Go back and check. 
Um, but yeah, thank you to our patrons uh, for supporting us and making that possible because it would not happen if it weren't for our do you, amazing Do you patrons. believe that we made 281 shows no. together? Nope. Feels like a uh, feels like a fever dream uh, <laughs> that we've been doing it every single week and we haven't skipped any weeks. Kind of crazy. Um, we'll see you next week, of course. Uh, now you know. Now you know.